Steve here from Crossover and Clyde Boards. Here we are now on this episode. It's all things NBA draft related, which is tomorrow night. Uh, so we're going to be talking Jabari, Jaden Ivey, Paolo, uh, Benedict Mathurin, uh, even somebody. We're going to have somebody named Chet in the NBA here pretty soon. So that'll, that'll be fun. Enjoy. Crossover, clapboards, back like we never left. Nathan, say something to the people. Got you, We got them. Yeah, very special guest. You've been on about, what, seven, 19 times, something like that? Two times, for sure. Yeah, Hubert on the podcast. Your your favorite Orlando Magic fan, probably your only Magic right. fan that you know. Right. The one, yeah. Not, yeah, there's like seven of us. I counted on Twitter. <laughs> you guys, you guys just form a group chat. The, the few in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, man. How's it going? How are you doing? Good, man. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm very good. I'm excited to see us pick, uh, hopefully not mess this pick up. Yeah. You will. Don't worry. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> because if, if, we, if we look at the, the Orlando, we're not going to do it quite yet, but if we're going to look at the Orlando Magic draft pick history, it's 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 not great. No. I mean, if you, if you look at their history with the number one overall pick, well, we had Shaq, Dwight, um, Penny. Penny Hardaway wasn't wasn't a number one pick, I don't think, but he no, was, it was Chris, Chris Weber, and he was traded for Penny. Yeah. So with the number one overall pick, we actually knock it out of the park. Yeah. And really, you guys are in a very fortunate position because the Orlando Magic, they love to pick, you know, six, eight and up guys. And this year, the top three are all basically six, ten, seven footers. So uh, so so how are you feeling, man? Number one pick, obviously, you know, the, the main the main names are uh, Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren and then Paolo out of Duke. Who, who are you feeling? like you want the magic to lean to and pick here? I was, uh, if you asked me this five hours ago, I would have said a different name than the name I'm about to say. Mm. Um, so I'm, I think the safest player to pick is Jabari Smith because of the shooting. He's got really good shooting skills and his, his ceiling maybe not be, not, might not be the highest, but I feel like you can plug him in and he's going to be uh, worse the rotational player right off the bat. He'll be good right away in some form or fashion he'll be good maybe like 12 to 15 a game he'll be he'll be about that i don't know if he's i don't know for some reason i see like a like a uh lamarcus aldridge kind of player for some reason mm. like a big man that can kind of shoot uh, that can't really create his own shot though because he that's the one knock on him that he can't create his own shot so i i don't know if that lowers the ceiling a little bit for him because he's he's um He's a little limited in that way. I know he's a good defender or like he at least tries to be pretty good on defense. But I, when I watch the film, I see a guy that can shoot, but it, I don't know how mobile he is in, in the pros. You know, in college, everything looks better because you're playing against like, you know, kids that aren't necessarily going to ever be in the, in the NBA or something like that. But I was going to go with him. But the highest ceiling is Chet Holmgren for sure, I think. Mm. He's also the biggest floor, the the the, the low the lowest because he's so skinny, but that's the only knock. So I was thinking about this. I'm like, Kevin Durant is pretty skinny, and he's always been skinny, and he's managed to be pretty good, right? Uh-huh. And when you look at the film, Chet Holmgren's film is a little like KD, like the way he shoots. He can shoot threes. He can drive. He can pull up from mid range. Does everything like KD. So <laughs> Nathan I, is shaking his head. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you because that's 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 the that's that's the thing. Is it going to translate to the pros? Cause he's so skinny. He's like almost transparent. 
he's that skinny. Yeah. And I feel like he, he might get bodied in the NBA real quick. He won't like Bull Bull is also a skinny big guy. Yeah. Who, who who's not very good. He's not going to be in the NBA for a while longer. I don't think he's he, he's just potential for now, but he's 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 not going to be here in the NBA. He'll be like a role player at best. And he's like a skinny yeah. guy that can move as well. So yeah. that that whole that whole type of player can be a toss up. So Bull Bull was only relevant for a hot minute. Right. See what I did there? Can I see what I, I did see there? what you did there? Very, very funny. Very, very clever. I, I, I sense an episode title coming off of that. <laughs> that hot minute. Okay. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> fast, fast. Got to get it down. Um, yeah. So, so it sounds like you're kind of Palo's out for you in terms of the number one pick, and you're, uh, and you're thinking it's really he, between Chet and uh, Chet and Jabari for you. Yeah, Palo for me is a is a well-rounded player. There's really nothing wrong with him, except I think his defense is maybe a little suspect. Overall, he can drive, he can shoot, he can do everything. Like when you look at him, he probably he probably is the safest, one of the safest players. Um, I just, I just like the fact that Jabari Smith is a better shooter. When I look at the magic roster though, Franz Wagner kind of plays like Jabari Smith, maybe a little more mobile. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I look at this roster and I don't know what the hell they're doing to be honest. Well, well, if I, if I look at the roster, I would probably say it doesn't matter who's on the roster. Just pick, pick whoever the best guy is out of those two guy. or three. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, the year in, year out right now, the Orlando Magic are, are essentially either just getting the eight seed and getting swept or winning the game in the playoffs or, like, they're one of the worst five teams in the league, right? So yeah. none of these guys are kind of uh, holding the franchise up. Uh, one, one thing I would say is, you know, about Jabari is, like, um, I mean, I, I think either him or Chet would be really great fits with the Magic. You know? I think so too. I wouldn't be mad with either one. I'm just yeah. like fighting with who I want. And I think I'm on Chet right now, but if I watch a few more highlights, I have, might have another set of thoughts in my brain that might go back to Jabari. I know I'm out on Paulo though, for sure. I just don't think the ceiling is that big. And Steve, who do you have? If you were the magic, if you're the unfortunate general manager of the magic. Who uh, would you, who would you take first overall based on everything, you know, honestly, I mean, I, um, you remember, you remember, you guys seen the social network? Yes. Yeah. Right. Sure. About Facebook, that movie. And then Justin Timberlake, he has that line where he's talking about like, uh, oh, you know, what's cooler than a hundred million dollars, like a billion dollars. Essentially, if I'm the magic, I just want to go with the guy with the best ceiling, I think. Right. And I think Jabari is great. And I think he's going to be like a B plus sort of player in the league or what have you. I'm not, I'm not sure if either one of them would be number one options, but I'd probably go with Chet. Yeah. Chet, Chet's ceiling, I think is just. He's so unique. And like you said, Hubert, like he has the lowest floor. So he could he it could come back to bite you because five years from now, we all could be saying, How could you pass up Paolo and Jabari and even and even Jaden Ivy? Um, because Chet is just like a guy that comes off the bench that can't defend right. all, on the perimeter and gets picked on in the playoffs if if the magic ever get there. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's it's a very difficult um because I don't think Paolo or, or Jabari are going to have the floor. Like, I, I don't think either one of those guys are going to turn into bad pros. I think they'll be role players at worst, at worst. Yeah. Chet, Chet for me is a superstar or like an all-star, or he's going to be a bust like bull bull. You know what I mean? I don't, scary. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> see, I don't see a middle ground for him. It, it's, so, it's so, it's so unfortunate, right? Cause like you said, you know, the magic, they've had great number one picks, right? They, they picked Shaq, they picked the, the white Howard, they picked uh, they picked Chris Weber and then trade him for Penny Hardaway. And so it's like, those were definitive number one picks, you know, each single year that the magic had. And this year it's, it's really a toss up. Like in my opinion, it could be 
it could easily be three players, but if you really love Jaden Ivy, you could maybe work something out so that you get him at three or four or something like that. I wouldn't be opposed to them trading the pick either if the right, you know, offer came up because I think they're going to make the pick because they said something like uh, they're not interested in, in maybe making a trade that'll bring them back to mediocrity, meaning like an eighth seed or, or a five or like a six seed or a seven seed. Yeah. So I think what they're going to do is try to, um, I mean, if, they, if it's like Donovan Mitchell, would I trade the one for Donovan? Yes, I would. I yeah. just would. But outside of a guy like that, I think they're going to pick one of these players. So I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, Chet's the highest ceiling. I think you got to risk it with Chet. At this point, you have nothing to lose. You suck every year anyway. <laughs> yeah, and like say you suck next year, right? There's there's a uh, Victor Wimbanyana who's a, right. who's a prospect right. next year, right? Like he's right. better than all these guys, right? He he'd go number one this year. So if you suck next year and you get number one pick next year, great. You actually get the definitive number one player in in the world at that point. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It, to me, to me, this is. Um... I have to trust John Weltman and those guys. They, they drafted Franz Wagner, who I thought was not going to be that good. And he's actually very good. I feel like he can be that number two kind of wing player, that that kind of a 20 point a game score. He, yeah. he has that kind of game. He's got he's he's ridiculously good. I didn't I didn't think he'd be this good. He's nice um, on he was nice on Michigan. He was. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. What, and his range. I saw him shooting threes in like summer league yeah. and he was always short on his threes. So I'm like, this guy doesn't even have range. He's kind of like a not that big of a dude. Is he going to rebound? Ridiculous. What is he going to do? It was it was ridiculous because in, in Michigan, he was not a three point shooter. <laughs> and then he gets to the Magic and his rookie year. I I think I, I read some stat. I I can't quite remember, but it was like he made more threes in his rookie year or half of his rookie year than he did in all of his career in Michigan or something like that's that. Crazy. Right. That's so just kind of like that's just a testament to his hard work and and all those kind and of that things. coaching by Juwan Howard. These two is choking out the other coach. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to choke a coach. That's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> so, trail is pretty well lovely. So, it, so Jabari gets a lot of comparisons to um, uh, to Rashard Lewis, who you're probably very familiar with. Yeah, I heard right? about that too. So, yeah. if, so if you get like Rashard Lewis 2.0, you know, like a little taller, uh, a little bit better of a shooter, maybe. But essentially, if you get that kind of player, would you be happy with that yes. at number one? Yeah. I think so, because that's a borderline all-star, all-star kind of player. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that you, 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 you know, you know, you, you don't, you're not happy with that. You're not happy if the guy doesn't contribute and he's on the bench to start the season yeah. or he's getting 10 minutes a game because everybody else is just killing him in, 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 in practice. Yeah, that's rough. So, that's, that's what happened to Dunleavy with the Warriors. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> His whoa. rookie year. No, it's not. It's 100 accurate. He didn't play the first. Anyway, uh, I remember that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we all do, unfortunately. I wish I could black it out from a memory like like Will Smith and and Men in Black. He got better for Golden State and then did really well with Indiana. So and then Chicago. Define define really well is what. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> he did okay. He was a, he was right. he's a decent little player. Thanks for asking, Steve. I am <laughs> going to trade down my pick for the fourth pick, pick up Jay and Ivy, and get a first-round pick from from Sacramento for next year. That's what I'm going to do because I can always guarantee that Sacramento's first pick for next year will be a lottery pick. Right. And I don't think this Jabari – he was okay, but I think Holmgren and Banchero both have some huge negatives to their game, um, mostly for Banchero on the defensive end. And for Chet Holmgren on the I can't eat more than chicken fingers end, 
And I don't see either of these guys being great. So I would like to get the Ivy pick. Or I really like at 15, which is mock draft that I'm seeing here, Mark Williams from Duke is the best player on the Duke all season and a shot blocker and a rim protector and a guy that could be – I can't believe he's falling down to 15 because he can't shoot threes. I think he's going to be great. So, which, which, which I think Mark Williams actually can shoot a bit. He just – that wasn't his role at Duke, yeah. right? Yeah, um, but like he's, he's, he's almost 21. I just feel like there's just more upside to this guy than, than any of these three. Like, I think Banchero with the sweating and the losing weight, like seven pounds or 10 pounds a game, and the guy didn't really work that hard when you see him on the court compared to, like, he can put a bucket, but it's all through bodying somebody, and it's slow. And I just don't think he's going to be have a great career. And then Chet Holmgren is, is – uh, I mean, he's been an internet sensation for years, and then he comes into Gonzaga, and he's like, he's a great – he can jump, and he can protect the rim, but he needs, you know, guys like Timmy to body people before he can come help side for those blocks. So I'm, I don't see them either of them being great, but we'll see what Jafari Smith, we'll see what Orlando can do. I like the idea of Chet Holmgren on OKC, though, because that's a fun, athletic, get-up-and-down-the-court team. But I'm, I'm probably trading down for Ivy. Magic are a fun get up and down the court fun team as well. No, it's <laughs> get off the bench and get on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the Magic want to get up and down too, right? Unfortunately, they don't have anybody quite as good as like Shea Gilson Alexander or yeah. Or I think I think Mark Hill Fultz is, is pretty good actually. Yeah. And he's healthy. I think he's pretty good. Not not number one overall pick, good, but he's not like a failed NBA player. He's he's a pretty crafty kind of point guard. I don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think he sucks. I think he's pretty good actually. At worst, the rotational guard. At worst, but he's going to probably start for it. I don't know. We have Cole Anthony, who's like to me more of a shooting guard. I don't know. He's not like a great creator. Yeah, Markel yeah. Fultz creates really well. It might end up being Markel and Cole, like as guards, as the point guard shooting guard combo. I don't know. Jalen Suggs. I'm not convinced he's he needs to learn to shoot. He's shot like thirty something percent. I, every game, I'm like hoping he's going to put up like <laughs> better shooting stats, like three of fifteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm looking yeah. at his stat line. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I so, was I was con- I was convinced he was going to be better than Scotty Barnes. I'm like, oh yes, they took Scotty Barnes. Well, I'll never I'll never doubt Yuri, Yuri Masai ever again in my life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean he's been the, like the best GM or president of basketball operations for like a, a quite some time now. That yeah. guy is incredible. He is. He hundred percent oh, is. And, and let, let's stick on Suggs for a second. So you know, obviously, uh, year one did not go great for him. He was hurt a lot, and then he didn't shoot well when he was on the court or what have you. But in terms of like your impression of him going into year two, how are you optimistic that he's going to turn it around? Are you optimistic that he's actually going to start shooting well from three and 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 getting into the lane? Or do you think like him his time at Gonzaga was just like an outlier sort of year, and that's kind of the best you're going to ever get from him? I mean. I hope he starts shooting better from two before we even discuss three. I want to see he's 36% from two. Yeah. Um, pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, he's very athletic. He's a good defender. I think he, yeah. he's uh, he works hard. So I, I think that naturally, yes, another year, if he's not shooting better next year, I'm, I'm out on him completely. But um but I overall like his game, like the way it looks, the way he, the way he, you know, crosses people up, the way he drives, the way he slashes, the way he does things. I just, I, 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 I can see it working. He just needs to put the ball in the basket more. Maybe the game was a little too fast for him. Maybe the, um, 
maybe the injuries or whatever. I know he had a finger injury or something like that. It wasn't like a not nothing major, but no. but he um but he only played he only played like 48 games. So it's kind of like he, he was out with like these knickknack sort of injuries, but he would miss like two weeks here and then he missed another 10 days here. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I just remember the hand injury being like the big one, but maybe, maybe I don't remember everything. He um he's got game when you look at him play. He's like one of those guys at the park that it looks nice, but the ball never goes in. So hopefully mm. he can get the ball to go in. So that's that's kind of all it is. I, I do I think he's a hard worker. I think he'll he'll at least be decent. Yeah. But I'm but I'm out on him being like a superstar though. I don't think he's gonna be like the fourth pick that that should have been like a 20 a game score. Mm. I don't see that. I just don't. So you don't see him being like all-star level. No, in the league. no, I think he's like, I think he's like, um, Will Barton at best. Whoa, whoa, Oof. I do. Nathan, what, what are you after, after Jalen Suggs rookie year, kind of what's your impression on him? Uh, I believe in the side, don't doubt him for a second. Just because mm-hmm. someone's Canadian doesn't mean they're good, for example, Andrew Wiggins, and like you just, I they need more backward help. And that's why I would trade down for Sacramento and take Ivy. Cause you know, that first round pick next year, they're getting a number of first overall pick. So do you, you think Ivy is better than Suggs? I think Ivy is a safer bet than Suggs. And the last thing you need to do in Orlando is take somebody that could have a ceiling or could have a floor. You know, no, they're not developing these players as well as other, other teams no offense you yeah. be but all the offense is the reality of it mm. so you might as well take a guy and sacramento will give you picks and and i just realized that mike brown is now coaching sacramento guaranteed first overall pick next year worst coach in the nba that's nba champion <clears throat> reigning nba champion mike brown that's clipboard carrying NBA it's, champion it's fun it's funny because uh like suggs last year was like he was the safe pick right like and and you you, you say i don't think he about, was he was 100% coming out. I think that was the impression that people had. Like, he I might did. not be all like, he might not be all NBA type or all star type. He might be borderline all star, but he's not going to suck. I think that's what a lot of people thought coming into the draft or coming, yeah, coming into the draft last year about Suggs. I did. And yeah, I think a lot, of, I did too, right? I think a lot of people felt that way. And, you know, he obviously did not get up there. And then, you know, Magic fans are really happy that Scotty Barnes was picked ahead of him or what have you. And, yeah, uh, you are. Yeah. You know, okay, here's an honest question. Who's the second best player to come out of Gonzaga? Who's the second best player to come out of Gonzaga? Uh, I don't yeah. know. Dan Dickow. <laughs> it yeah. might be, or it might be Collins or whatever his name. Is that Collins? No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, no, but it I, might be. I would take Adam Morrison's Adam half Adam a year Morrison. over Zach, Zach Collins' whole career. Um, half of his rookie season. He started third around. I don't know why anyone goes after these Gonzaga players in the first lottery. Uh, Just leave them. Uh, no, Ronnie Turioff was a good player coming out of Gonzaga. Uh, He's a great Olenek fan. Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek. That's yeah. fair. That's like, fair. Didn't John Stockton go to Gonzaga? Yeah, well, that's why I said He said the second best. He said the second best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kelly Olenek, I'll agree with. But that's, again... They, they've uh, what I would say is they've had. I mean, for the longest time, this is what you would hear about Duke players is that they suck oh, in the league, right? Oh my goodness! Like, oh. So no, not, are we really going to get that? I'm, I don't know why you brought up they're, they're in the first place. Yeah, Grand Hill is a real good example. <laughs> but that. sure, no. yeah, but but uh, Brad, I, I think awful. What I would say Daddy, is, yeah, yeah. Okay. The list goes on. Kyrie, you're right. So many. Oh, you count Kyrie just, now? 
We're, I am. We're, today, we're, today, okay. I am. today I am. Today I am. When you slander it like that. Sure. We're, getting, we're getting sidetracked. What I would say about Gonzaga players is like <laughs> they come in the league, they obviously don't have a lot of superstars, but they at the same time, they haven't been great at, or an NBA machine for a long time either, right? Like 20 years ago is kind of when Adam Morrison was, was there. Um, and, you know, you got to go back to John Stockton's time and there was nothing between that and uh, between him and, and Morrison. So they, they've had some guys that come into the league and are our rotational players, some starters or what have you, but they obviously haven't had that superstar, right? Since John Stockton. Since John Stockton. Yeah. Right. So, so Hubert, we, we spoke about, uh, we spoke about Suggs here a bit. Who do you think is like the, the best player right now for the Magic? Great question. Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think you have to say it's Franz Wagner. Mm. Gross. Uh, and only after one year. Um, that's, that is gross. But a healthy Jonathan Isaac, I think, is the best player. If, will, will he if ever be healthy again? You hope so. I mean, like <laughs> an Achilles injury, you come back from pretty easy. That knee, I don't know. But the I think he had an Achilles too, right? Or something like that. Yeah. It's either the knee or the Achilles. I forget which one he had. But yeah, um, but yeah my my thing with, with our roster, is, and, and, and Cole Anthony's good too, but is he just a scorer and that's it? And and, and I don't know how many other qualities he has outside of just scoring. Um, I mean, to me, to me, the best player, like the, the guys that I would, um protect with my life if i were the magic quote unquote you know assuming that, that i would franz wagner for sure i think he's the best one right now yeah jonathan isaac you know hope hopefully you're you're he's healthy and then just cole anthony wendell carter is good i like yeah. wendell carter a lot solid solid player is he like a superstar player eh, not really but he's a <laughs> solid player i i think if I'm projecting my best player based on how good I think they're going to be, it's Franz Wagner. I think the best player right now, as we sit here is probably Wendell Carter, actually not Jonathan Isaac because the injury. So now that I'm, I'm just looking at the, this roster and it's definitely Wendell Carter. He's been the most consistent guy, I think on the team when I look at just game by game and then, and then Fran, it's him and Franz Wagner and then maybe Cole Anthony. That's about it. It's Robin Lopez. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna ask Nathan who do you think it is. Robin Lopez. Lopez. All right, R- real quick, I got I got two more quick questions, and then and then we're gonna we're gonna head out here. Uh, obviously, the Magic have number one pick. Would you use the number one pick as an asset plus a player or two off of your roster to trade for DeAndre Ayton? No, no. I I don't think DeAndre Ayton is that that unique of a player. Only because I mean he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's like an active yeah. big man. Yeah. But that position in general is not the position. Of, it's not a premier position in the NBA. It's it's the Devin Booker's. It's the wing players. It's like guys like Kevin Durant, unicorn kind of guys. Aiden Kawhi, is active. LeBron, right. Paul George, wings, right? right? Right, right. Aiden is great. He's active around the basket, but he's not worth the number one pick. I rather potentially deal with the burden of having a terrible Chet Holmgren, you know, flame out and risking and running that risk. The, or potentially him being and and you know I think I think the ceiling of Chet Holmgren is higher than DeAndre Ayton because mm. he's a better shooter he creates everything he plays like Kevin Durant when you watch him he plays a little like Kevin Durant you can't you can't ignore that um, except he can't shoot quite as quite as well come as KD coming out of college <laughs> that's which is an issue for him I mean he shoots threes pretty well he's like thirty nine percent from three that's no he does he does I mean college it, it, yeah and it's a little unfair right because KD was just so great at shooting threes right so you know yeah. it's uh, yeah but no he's he's a good one and then Nathan if if you had the option 
would you be looking to to trade for Aiton with with your number one pick if you're? Orlando? I, I wouldn't trade Aiton for Bull Bull. So I don't see any value in Aiton. I think his value is overinflated right now playing with Chris Paul. I'm I wouldn't give him Bull Bull for Aiton. I let him because he wants max money, and there's no way I'm giving this guy max money. Yeah, that's Harris twenty million. That's if you wanted to trade Jonathan Isaac for um for DeAndre Aiden, I might think about it considering his injury history and stuff like that. Yeah, I might gi- I might give you Jonathan Isaac and throw in Mo Bamba for DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> the Suns should say, but what if it was Isaac and uh and Suggs? Yeah, I'd I might do it if I'm the Suns. Uh, I'm doing it from the Suns. I do it if I'm the Magic because I, I I don't I think I know what I'm getting with Aiden. He's a great he's a he's a, a great he's a very very solid player. Yeah. I don't know if I am going to run into like redundancy at the power forward center position with him and Wendell Carter, but Wendell Carter could shoot. So he can kind of spread it out a little bit. I, I don't think there would be redundancy there. So yeah, I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat actually. Yeah, that's fair. And we got the last big question. Usually we only ask this once in an episode, but we have, we actually have two guests this episode. So we'll, we'll just ask it twice because we like the, the guests to get a last big question. Mm-hmm. All right. This one's pretty straightforward for both of you guys. Favorite video game of all time? There's been, you, does it been have to be? Does two, it have to be sports? No, it can be anything. If you, if you like, I don't know, the Kirby or whatever. I don't know these video games, <laughs> but if you like a non-sports video game, go for that. Right, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. That's still the thing, right? Yeah, I'm for a lot of years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm showing my age with the video games. Yeah, <laughs> you're asking difficult questions. I was not prepared for this. Yeah, no, it's good. My answer, there's only one answer, QB, so don't worry about it, and I'll give you my answer, which is the right answer. And the answer is NBA Jam. NBA Jam. That was a pretty fun, good one. That, that was fun when I was a kid. I haven't played it in a, I remember my dad, I remember begging my dad my dad to buy me that game at Toys R Us when you still had to take out the piece of paper yeah. and walk it up to the counter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what that's how that's how I remember NBA Jam. I was super happy I got it. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, if I had to answer it in categories, I would probably say like open world game, it's GTA, um, modern warfare is like first person shooter, uh, sports game. The two K's that, that have come out recently have been so bad. I just hate the player movements and stuff like that. They're awful to me. Older two K's like from maybe eight years ago. I love those games. They were awesome. I felt like they were more fluid. Same thing with Madden. Madden games are actually worse now than they were. Like there was a game called an NFL 2K. Yeah. This is when when 2K Sports was making football games. It was like one on or two Dreamcast years on Dreamcast and on and on. I think I forget what if it was PlayStation, one of the Playstations, but yeah. 2K, the one with Terrell Owens on the cover <laughs> was better than any Madden game as far as player fluidity and real like how real it was. Forget the graphics because you can't compare. But that was the best football game I've ever played in my life. It was excellent. How they, you know, the diving catches, the way the players ran, everything is not that robotic. Now it's just, I don't know where the, what they did with the, the the whole thing with programming it. It's just awful. My favorite sports game right now is FIFA. Believe it or not, it's soccer. Now, do, you, so much. do you play soccer in real life? I do. I, I started oh, playing okay. soccer within the last two years. Yeah. Now, um, FIFA's always been like, I mean, underrated, I guess. It's not really underrated, but I'm not a soccer person, but I remember playing FIFA like 20 years ago. Like, it's oh, always yeah. been a good game. Yeah, for me, yeah. I, I played FIFA. Right now, today, it's FIFA. 
it's not Madden. It's not, it's not 2k. It's, it's FIFA. You would think I would be like a basketball head or a football head yeah. considering, but for, for the gaming of it, the it, FIFA's the best. You yeah. should, you should give it another shot. Like soccer is actually really exciting. I, I have a lot of friends that play soccer, so I got into it naturally and yeah, it's great. Um, and then I, what other games are there? That's about it. It's <laughs> so um, like a billion other games. <laughs> it's like a billion, for me, it's open world and sports. I like open world games and sports and maybe first first person shooters and stuff like that every once yeah. in a while. But but yeah, I, FIFA is probably the game I play the most right now. So my official answer too is FIFA. All right, NBA Jam and FIFA. All right, those are two great answers. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll wrap up there. Uh, Hubert, do you have anything to plug? Any plugs? I, I have something to plug. I, I'm actually, uh, I'm Polish, so I speak Polish. And because of that, I somehow am on a Polish, somehow, I, I made some <laughs> connections through Twitter and I'm on a Polish podcast called NFL Polska Radio. And on this podcast, we ha- we talk about NFL football in Polish for the Polish audience. It's, it's actually, um, it's pretty good. We have a pretty good sizable audience. So if anyone speaks Polish or wants to hear me speak Polish, you can, you can about football. You can jump on and and uh, and and have a listen. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, we have some good debates, kind of like we are having here as well, and it's um it's 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 good stuff. So that's, oh, that's, that's perfect. And and they can even if they don't speak Polish, they can just go subscribe or rate it or whatever. Because you like me. Because you like. Because you're. Because you're. Because you. Because you. You. Uh, you feel bad for me that I'm a Magic fan and I refuse to jump off the ship because mm-hmm. I'm that loyal. I'm like a loyal dog. I will. They could. They could relocate that team to like Chattanooga and I will cheer for them like crazy. Play the pity card. Love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, that's it. We're wrapping up. Take care. Thanks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> crossover clapboards here uh nathan's here obviously nathan say something like you usually say i have nothing to say today i'm nothing i'm excited for this new guest today i really thought you were going to come off the top with like a wiggins wiggins slander right off the top right. there you know That's what I, i'll leave it for the rest of the podcast <laughs> there we go sprinkled throughout <laughs> there we go another special guest on today first time appearance scooter what's going on man how you doing i'm good man how are you guys great we're great yeah i'm good i'm good draft is draft is in a couple days and uh so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and get your opinions on some of the top players and some of those those sorts of things there you go uh so yeah so i mean we'll we'll kind of get right into it you know uh chet jabari paolo those are kind of like the top three consensus top three guys or what have you who's the guy that 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 you're liking the most out of those top three uh out of those Three, I'm I'm a big fan of Chet, like everybody else. Um, Paolo, depending on the day, he gives me uh, Jabari Parker vibes. So you know, some days he's good, some days in. You know, Not just because of the name, he just gives you the vibes. <laughs> yeah, no, he gives me the vibe. Just just everything that he does within his game. You know, like six nine, six ten, kind of you know two three four type guy. I, like I said, I just get Duke. I, I just get a lot of Jabari, Jabari Parker uh, from him. He's Auburn. Jabari Smith's Auburn. What you're talking not about Jabari Smith. Smith. I just said I said Paolo. Oh, he's a Paolo. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I really feel like this, like whatever Paolo is right now. Like Paolo's a dude that comes. I think he's like six ten. Comes into the mm-hmm. league. Who probably gonna like he's gonna be a scorer in the league. Like I felt like that was like Jabari. Like that was like his role for sure. And then he got he hurt his knee like seventeen times. So that yeah. was rough. Correct. You know, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like Jabari Parker 2.0. And like, yeah, yeah. He, um, I, I think 
I, I would probably say like Paolo's going to come in and average the most points per game out of those three guys. I would guess if I had to put money on it. Out of, out of those three, yeah, probably yeah. that that would be his role. Yeah. So talk to us. Why do you like? Why do you like? Because I think you said you like Chet the most, right? Yeah, I do like Chet. Chet, I, I think has the has the most upside. Um, just because you don't you don't know kind of what you're gonna get. He still hasn't fully matured, which is is pretty ironic because he's actually the oldest out of the three. Yeah. But um, he's still you know with that kind of frame and and only one year you know one year of college and and very limited. I think he was he wasn't as exposed as he could have been. I think he was used correctly. And in spots, um, it's just gonna be intriguing. You know, those seven one, seven two type guys come along every you know four or five years, and and it's interesting to see how they pan out. Yeah, and and Nathan, uh, you spoke a little bit about about Chet before, but but give us kind of kind of your take on on the the Gonzaga great Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I just think he's. Uh, I don't think he's gonna have a great career. Uh, first of all, he played for Gonzaga. So that's already a mark against him because he hasn't played any competition the whole year. And then they go into a tournament and have a few games where he's okay and fouls out. Um, His best thing is going to be off ball defense. Um, But then he's also going to get bullied when he's on ball. Like you're going at him for not having enough foot speed against some of the NBA guards and not being physically as strong. So I just think the uphill battle with not being like, Kevin Durant is the exception, not the rule. And I feel like Holmgren's going to be a, a great uh, rec volleyball player in a few years. <laughs> wow. He's, so, he's so he's giving him. you – what's that dude that came out of Arizona that, like, I think he went, ended up going to play, uh, play volleyball, but he was, like, a big volleyball player. Uh, <laughs> white dude with, like, red hair or blonde hair or something like that. Oh, like, Budinger. Yes, yes, Chase. Oh, did he? Yes. yes. Yeah. He was like a big volleyball recruit, I yes, think, coming yes, out of high was. school. And, yes, he, and he chose basketball. Big, big time athlete. <laughs> yeah, he was hella yeah. athletic. <laughs> yeah, big big time athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Vo- volleyball is equivalent to light gardening in the athletic spectrum. So yeah, there you go. It's gonna be great. He's gonna be a great light gardener. Maybe some tomatoes. <laughs> some some... <laughs> oh, as far as far as um uh, the other, uh, Jabari Smith, I, I just feel like there's other guys in the draft that do what Jabari Smith does. Mm. Um, um, you know, he can get hot. He can get hot in a hurry. Yeah. has really yeah. good length. Um, but it, it's just, you know, I think the, the hype is around, you know, the other two guys, uh, even though he's probably going to go number one. So Yeah, so because Jabari Smith, right, like I think he's billed as, like, I mean, he is too. Like he's a really great shooter for his size, obviously. Very, very good shooter. Yeah, like a release point is is like perfect for him or what have you, right? So he can kind of pretty much get a shot off whenever, but and he's good defensively too. Correct, you know, because but, of his length and 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 all and all of that. But but you don't believe like you know the things that we didn't see at Auburn was like facilitating, um, right. sort of handling and, the and ball. He didn't, he didn't need to. Um, yeah. he was more he was more of like a catch it in the elbow or shoot a three type guy. You know, a little a little bit of mid range. Um, or he's just catching the shooting and shooting over you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I love Jabari, but I do feel like, and I think you said it earlier, right? Like Chet's, Chet's ceiling is just that much higher than his, right? So it kind of, it makes it an easy decision to, to kind of go with, if, in my opinion, right? If I had the number one pick to kind of go with Chet over Jabari, and I, but I don't think Jabari is going to stink or, 
Soccer. No, I don't, I, I don't either. I just yeah. don't, I don't feel like Orlando's a place for him. I feel like Orlando doesn't have no. They, they're not going to have a role like yeah. like everyone else. If if I'm going, and I know we don't want to talk about Orlando because you guys just did it. Oh, <laughs> no, we're done. Yeah, but um, no, my thing is get rid of Cole, move uh move Suggs to the point, and then go get you. You know what I mean? Go 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 and make it happen. And even if they do draft Jabari, that's probably what they need to do. Because now you have too many people yeah. who need the ball in their hands where he's not going to be an impact. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if he goes to Orlando, right, and they and they stand pat in terms of moves, like he's essentially going to – like there's Wendell Carter there, Jonathan Isaac's coming back. Like, right, and then you're looking at, at essentially the same thing Franz Wagner Franz Wagner is giving you, you yeah. know, the younger Wagner kid is giving you. So yeah. it's not – that's why I, I think he'll be a, a good pro, but I just don't like Orlando. Um, but as far as those three guys going into fit, yeah, I mean he kind of falls in there. The the other two fit better at the other organization. So yeah, so- Scooter, I, I I had an idea for what they should do, and I want to know your thoughts. Trade the number one pick down to Sacramento for the fourth pick. Pick up Ivy and start him and Suggs. Get rid of Cole Anthony and that number one pick, or if you can trade that number one and then grab the first round pick from Sacramento. Because you know, guaranteed, it's going to be a top three pick next year, anyways. Absolutely. You like that? You would do I, that, Scooter? I completely agree. I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I don't. Man with some wisdom here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, again, just seeing it firsthand, like I, I just don't think that experiment works over there. Um, yeah. Again, it's Orlando. Yeah, I mean they keep drafting. <laughs> they keep drafting six, eight, six, ten guys, and it's just like yeah, okay. they're, they're, you know they're just gonna stockpile stuff. And, <laughs> so, so in terms of, of of those those top three guys, where would you? What teams would you actually want to see them land on? What what would be the um, best fits for what, them? I think what the consensus is 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 kind of is kind of what what you know what I would like to see. The only difference maybe you're looking at a Paolo. You know, with the magic, but again, like you said, they got they already got Wendell Carter, they already have a Mobamba, they already have the Wagners. They're you know, like they they just have so many pieces that out of those three guys, Jabari Smith, I guess, works the best. Mm-hmm. Um, then with um with OKC, Chet I, I like Chet the best there because you have Giddy and a facilitator, another big slow white guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um Houston, Houston's looking to they're gonna have to replace Christian Wood, who they just got rid of for peanut butter jelly sandwiches and potato chips. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so that you know, I think the way it's going to fall, it's it's kind of how it's kind of everyone's going where they need to be. Yeah, because I because I and Nathan, well, before I say anything, Nathan, do you have a preference in regards to where these three guys go to to you know the Rockets, the Thunder, or the Magic? Yeah, I think I agree with those those for the best benefit for all those players to be where, where Scooter's saying they should go. So I like Holmgren on that OKC Thunder. But uh yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. But I just have no I have no I have no belief that an Orlando Magic can develop or a Sacramento Kings can develop a player. So you gotta go with the most NBA ready now. And that's why if I'm Orlando, I'm trading down and grabbing Ivy because I think he's the most NBA ready. Yeah, let me follow up on that because we haven't really spoken about Ivy too much yet. So, 
like is Ivy your favorite player in the draft, Nathan, or kind of no. are you just big on him or what? Like, take us through your. No, I like I, I liked him in the in the. Uh, I really liked. I mean, you know, he choked in the last game, but I really liked him as what Purdue could be able to do. Yeah. And there were there were really moments of like, oh, this kid could could be really good, um, and I think there's a lot of potential for him that he's actually like, he's also seems like he's a good backcourt player. Could I mean, and if you have Ivy and Suggs, maybe you can try to recreate um garland and sexton right like doing something like that like what cleveland has two young core getting lots of reps they're going to lose lots of nights and hopefully they can work through it um but my favorite like i said my favorite player in this draft is mark williams i think he's the best player in the draft i don't know why he's not going because because he's a big and bigs don't get utilized in the nba i like mark williams a lot i watched a lot of duke but it's just you know like outside of Hey, remember, like even you look at examples with the Celtics, Robert Williams. You can run Robert Williams to the front of the rim and give him the ball and he'll have average 25, but that's not how the NBA is played. Yeah. I think Mark Williams is very comparable. Big rim runner, protects the rim, can can get can score above the rim, but it's just you know, those guys just aren't but but here, here we got here we got Aiton now looking for a max contract doing the exact same skill set. Right. And he's not and he's not gonna get it. But what what did what did they get that Steve mm. likes from uh, Atlanta? Who was in Clint uh, Capella? There's another guy that just got what, which is like for being in, like in that. that lane too, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's there's money to be had in players like that, and every team needs young, athletic. And I think he's got like a seven seven wingspan, yeah. or seven five wingspan. Mark Williams, he's crazy. Yeah, no, I I, compl- I I agree with you. I don't think he's the best player in the draft, but I, I think he's going to be a good pro. But again, yeah. everyone doesn't want that because the, the the Golden State Warriors just won another championship with the guy centers. So you coach ball at your school that you teach? Um I'm not. I um I don't know if Steve told you my background, but I did coach 10 uh well about seven years of division one basketball on the girls side was been ball involved with basketball for a long time. But yeah I, so I got to see a whole lot of <laughs> basketball actually me and steve were actually at summer league a few years ago oh that's right yeah yeah we were yeah, at vegas yeah. summer league right watch, um, <laughs> he freak before he turned into what he freak. <laughs> yeah we yeah because i think uh when when we were there i think we saw i saw jabari 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 parker gobert was there young gobert yeah it was the um <clears throat> it was the the flop from cleveland the kid from canada uh, that was, that was yeah. And I and I I could be one of the few people that said I saw Bruno Caboclo play major minutes, like twenty five minutes in a game. I'm one of the few. Yeah. <laughs> two two years away from being two years away. <laughs> yeah, 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 still there. Check back twenty thirty two. Um, <laughs> all right. So let me ask you something, Scooter, because I do really like Jaden Ivy. Uh, I, yeah. I I like him more than Paolo. So just tell me how crazy I am that because I, I, I like I look at Jay and I see like top five, like five percent elite athleticism. Like he, mm-hmm. he obviously improved from from freshman to, to sophomore year. Jump shot got a little better. Like, tell me if I'm crazy here. I, I don't think you're crazy. The only thing my only thing with Jaden and Ivy is, again, you can find Jaden and Ivy at the pick right next to him from from at the next pick with Benedict Mathurin from yeah. Arizona. Who's a very similar athlete? Yeah. Now his numbers are, are probably more. Jaden's numbers are more kind of inflated, but I feel like they're both athletic guys. They have Jaden listed as like a one-two. 
I think he I don't think he's a one. I think he's a two. And then the other kid, like I said, the kid Mathurin is also a two, three, really, really athletic guy. So yeah. uh, I, I just feel like you, you're not, I mean, like if you miss on Jaden early, you can go get Jaden further down in the draft. Interesting. Yeah, and, and I don't see I don't thought. And I don't see Jaden as a one either. I mean, I see him as a one like the same way like Russell Westbrook was a one coming. Yeah, out no, of that's college. what he's listed as. And I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's that though. He's not a primary ball handler. He's a yeah. he's a catch it downhill transition kind of guy. Yeah, but he can score in bunches though. He can he can shoot. Yeah, he can shoot. Yeah, and he's a little cold blooded. Oh, yeah, there's like other guys. There's other guys who shoot it better than he does though. Yeah, like like Benedict. The first the first time I saw him, I always I always watch Arizona at least once a year, even if they don't have pro prospects. Yeah, exactly. I, I just I've been watching for like decades now, right? The, I didn't know who he was. I saw him just pull up for three on a break. I was like, oh, like everything, like the it was the balance, the the elevation was there, the follow through. I'm like, yo, this looks good. And he was and he was an athlete, right? It reminded me a little bit of like the first time I saw Zach Levine play, and I had mm-hmm. no idea who Zach Levine was, and I. The first time I saw Zach Levine, I was like, okay, he pulled up for three. Oh, that looked good. And then he dunked it from like the dotted. And I was right. like, <laughs> right. I, like, oh, I said the same NBA thing. Like, I, saw one, I was like, ah, he's not that good. And then I seen him boom it on. So I said, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, exactly. Like every once in a while, somebody just pops and you're like, okay, they'll they'll be, they're, they're pro. It's just a matter of right. where they're going to get picked. You know what I mean? All right. Um, so, so out of those guys, I, I know we, we just mentioned uh, uh, Benedict there you know, out of the guys that aren't consistent top three or top four, kind of who, who's one of, or two of your favorite players in this draft? Yes. Um, to touch on Nathan, I do like Mark Williams, but again, I, I just, I just struggle to see him being used properly um, by any franchise, but my favorite guy is actually lower in the lottery is the kid from Kansas. Really? Yeah. He gives me, I, just from watching, he's really, really similar to Clay Thompson as in how much he moves and, and at the at at the rate that he can shoot it. I mean, he shot 40% from three. The kid, you know, the kid's a winner. He's been steadily, he's steadily improved. And, I mean, he's projected to go to Cleveland. If that happens, he plays right away Yeah. and, and, and gets major minutes. But that, he's probably one of my favorite guys just because of how good, how well he shoots it paired with his athletic ability. But he's a, he's a three and D guy. Like I, said, I see a Clay Thompson. Just probably more athletic. Yeah, yeah, because because he can actually defend, right? Like like I think um, what's his name out of Duke? Uh, AJ Griffin was kind of built as like a three or D guy, right? Yeah, he's not yeah. a three or D guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of him. He's not a three or D guy. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I like him, but so Nathan, you don't you don't like AJ Griffin at all? No, no. I just look, first of all, let's go back to the Kansas player. Um, there's no good small forwards out of Kansas in the last twenty years, so you don't have to worry about Kansas guys coming out. And, Making an impact in the NBA, dog. You ain't twenty see years. Ubre, you ain't see Kelly Ubre. <laughs> Do we forget about Paul Pierce? Listen, was Paul listen. Pierce fifty years ago? <laughs> He's playing with Kuzi. Hey man, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was an old man before he was an old man. <laughs> but still, we're saying listen, that Kansas had so a all, all I'm doing is trashing Kansas small forward. All I'm trashing is Wiggins. That's all I wanted to do right now. That's oh, all I didn't even. I, that's that's who I'm going after. I'm just going hey, after Wiggins. Wiggins won a championship. Yeah, yeah. Man, got a MVP. Come on, that's man. I hate Wiggins, man. It, it, it's, it's you, can hate him all, you can hate him all you want, but let's not, let's not 
just just throw random slander out. Come on, he's the Luke Longley of the Golden State Warriors. Also, 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 Wiggins, Wiggins just 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 uh, shut down the best wing Duke player in years, man. Right. Right. Shut him down in the finals. No, um, going back to AJ. I was not a fan. He wasn't one of my favorite players coming out of Duke this year. And even having the one year that he was there, I felt like this guy's back on. Like I felt like that feeling most of the time, or he's still playing, or like and and, and hid within the system more than he should than he shined within the system. So um like if a guy like um like Cam Reddish, he reminded me a lot of Cam Reddish, a little a lot better defensively, but not as cannot. Did not get hot in moments where I was like, okay, this guy's good. But he shot, like he, shot he shot 45% from the three point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like let's, not, let's not diminish uh of what he can do. But I agree. I again I, I don't think I think the kid from Kansas is better than AJ Griffin. Um and his health was always a concern, as with most with most Duke guys, is you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, but I don't see him as I don't see AJ as explosive as some mm-hmm. of these other wing guys. Yeah. Um, again, even though his percentages were, were, were off the chain. Yeah. And then give us a scooter, give us a guy who, you know, uh, is a consensus top five, top 10, top 20 pick that you're kind of not seeing it in that, in that way that like you're a little lower on than, than the consensus. Um, I'm a little, the sharp kid from Kentucky. Oh, I wanted to ask about him. Have you seen him play? Like no, I, have, I haven't that's seen the issue. A lot of people haven't <laughs> seen him, so you you know it's kind of like a um a Michael Porter situation. You know, it's like okay, yeah. he has ceiling, he has a high ceiling, but no one has a whole lot of film. So, like, are you gonna take it just on the measurables and on the upside, or you know? Because I see him like I see like his high school footage, but not even like his high school high school, like the AAU yeah, he was, stuff. He was the number one ranked player coming out of high yeah. school, but he just didn't he didn't play a whole lot. So yeah. But people still got him up there. Um, but that's my my kind of, uh, I don't know. I think after just looking at it, after top five, it kind of just falls out the window. I mean, top five, top six, yeah, it kind of just falls, you know, because then you got Sharp, then you got the kid from, from the G League, and yeah, then you got uh, Jalen Duran. You know, you got a bunch of guys who you haven't seen enough of, but they check all the boxes. Yeah, incredible measurables. You know what I'm saying? They can kind of look good in a workout. Like Jalen, there's probably nobody in this draft that's going to look as good in a workout as Jalen Duran out of yep. Memphis. Like mm-hmm. he's just got all like he's got like the Dwight Howard type measurables, and he can run and, and jump. And, and again, the upside is there. He's barely 19 years old. Yeah. And then you can argue that that Penny didn't use him the right way, and and whatever the issues they had, and so. Yeah, they had some issues. Yeah, a <laughs> they had a lot of issues. I feel like Penny's in damn near hot water every year in Memphis. I'm like, yeah. dog, you got to get it together because he's getting he's getting lead guys every year. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nathan, is there somebody that you're down on a little more uh, than the consensus is? Well, I love anyone from Kentucky. I'm always down on, so I just, I'll just I'll just follow that because he already sold his soul to the devil to play for Calipari. So. <laughs> He'll 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 be a bust as the NBA, just like every other Kentucky product has ever, every other Calipari product has ever been. So, yeah, <laughs> just a bum. Oh, Anyways, <laughs> just a bum. All right, that's uh that's all we have. So we have it. We we have anytime we have a guest on, we'll have a last big question. All right, 
So I'm going to ask you a last big question here. We'll wrap up the podcast. All right. And this is, there's no wrong answers here. All right. Who do you think is going to be the best player? Nathan, obviously you chime in too. Uh, who do you think is going to be the best player in the NBA in 2027 and five years from now? Who's going to be, who's going, who's going to have the, the league on lock like Giannis or LeBron or KD or Curry had it these, this past decade or something. What year are we in now? What year it is. Five years away. How old is Luca? How old is Luca today? He's like, what, 21? If I had to guess, I'll, I'll look it up. But um, yeah, Luca's 23 right now. So like Luke, 28. So like, and Jason Tatum's 24. John Morant's 22. I mean, Giannis is only 27, right? Like, there's a, we got a bunch of, of guys. Devin Booker's young. Trey Young, you know, it's in his name already, right? So you got a, you got a bunch of guys. You got guys coming out of college. I don't think anybody from the draft this year is going to be the best player in five years. No. Uh, don't forget Zion. Maybe you're a big Zion fan. So, yeah, so. No. So I know I, <laughs> like no. Zion's gonna be the MVP of the buffet line. Right. Listen, man, Zion just put an Instagram post up today. He was looking. Zion's just crazy to me because he his I mean, he just has a unique body. Like he has the opposite unique body of Chet Holmgren, right? For the NBA. Yeah. It's like Chet Holmgren's just like skinny and lean. And then like Zion is like the complete other way. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think both of the guys can be successful, but it's so outliers rarely work in the situation of the NBA. Like there's, and those guys are, even though they're, they're unique. Yeah. They're not going to have success. My, my answer is Luca. Luca's 23, 28 in his prime playing for a good franchise. That's going to put money around them and spend, spend to get good players. Luca's going to be the NBA player. All right, Scooter, who, who do you, who are you thinking? Uh, I'm leaning towards Morant. The my only reservation is the way he plays. I don't know his body will last. That's my problem too. But I, you know, I I think he will Luca, but because he's just so. Again, he can his body will hold up longer because he doesn't play as explosive, and, and he's you know he'll evolve into Dirk and and when he stops being able to move, he'll just be able to be big and shoot it and facilitate and be RV this bonus junior. At That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like, like, like even, even if Luca, even if Luca d- continues not to be in shape and ends up being 290 in five years, yeah. now he's just uh Jokic. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's true. He's Jokic minus three inches or four inches. Right, right, right. right. He's, oh, he's man. gonna turn him into a four. <laughs> he's gonna be our Vita Sabonis throwing the shit behind his head and, and, and hit open threes. So yeah, I, I think I can go with, with Nathan and go with Luca. Yeah. I would love for John Moran to be the guy that runs this league, but I, I'm worried we got two, maybe three years more of this explosive guy to be the leading field goal percentage guy around the around the net and be a guard, um, like he is. I mean, right. there are guys look at guys that have done it before with that kind of explosiveness. Like Westbrook forgot to develop the rest of his game. And then is lost a step or half a step, and he's not nearly as good and or as intelligent as he thinks he was, as he thinks he was. And like Derrick Rose, I mean Derrick Rose, we, watching him was so fun because he was so explosive. Now every time Derrick Rose cuts, you worry he's going to just fall over and break his entire leg like a like a racehorse. So you have to take out the gun and shoot him in the middle of the game. Yeah, so, I mean eventually all the the, the athleticism goes away. 
yeah. it's what you're adding as it's fading yeah. That, yeah. that you know that creates longevity yeah, yeah luca has the inside track because he already moves on the court like a 33 year old guy right yeah. so it's but like it's when so he's 33 Jokic. he'll be fine <laughs> yeah same same thing with Jokic. i'm surprised you didn't say Jokic. i mean you know Jokic isn't that like, Jokic is 26 yeah Jokic is older yeah yeah well, i think i think i might still have Giannis, but you know maybe i'm just optimistic and i just but again the, the as as going back to that point is his athleticism is going to start to fade so now he becomes who and, and he ain't gonna be a three-point shooter with that shot <laughs> yes, that shot's broken. You, you know what, man? I just, I just don't bet against Giannis. Like he didn't have a jump shot at all when we were in summer league. He wasn't shooting. Oh no, at not all. at all. No, he'll get one now. Yeah, like, oh, and he, I, I think as he gets older, as his career progresses, he'll get at least a little bit better. They won't be big. I don't think he'll ever be a dead eye shooter, but I think he can work his way to a respectable shooter in yeah. three to four years. Right. With, Fair Listen, if if Al Horford can hit six threes and, and, <laughs> and look, 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 look at look at uh, Al Horford, I, I think I think that can happen. <laughs> look at Al Horford's um, shooting form compared to Giannis. Giannis's shooting form cannot improve. But I'll give you another one. Look at look at Giannis's shooting form from five years ago yes. and Giannis's shooting form now. It's completely different. Yeah, and you, you and you break and, and it the, back and down and build it back up with the way he shoots. But there's Correct. even but there's even a little difference from the shooting form last year to this year, Correct. right? Correct. So I mean, I think I think he's just somebody that's constantly looking to improve in some capacity, right? And, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a it's obviously he's a hard worker, and so are these other guys that we name, right? So it's not like. Luka could very easily be the best player in like two years, <laughs> like not even five. You know what I mean? All right. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you uh, hopping on with us here. It was good. Nathan, say something. Say, say goodbye. Yeah. Thanks good for coming on. Appreciate that. It's nice to have hey, someone thank, slander Orlando on this podcast. <laughs> you, you, you got to take a break. Nathan, hot takes were wonderful as always. I, I appreciate your candor and slander. Candor and slander. I love that. I love that. That's right. No more crossover club boards. All right, later. Candor and slander.